I'm not anti-failure. I'm also not pro-failure. I don't really place a great deal of emphasis on it. I place emphasis on progress. Don't get stuck in an ideology which is going to limit you. Where does training to failure fit into all this? So we have previously established that from the beginning, you want to ensure that you've got a high degree of intensity in your sets. That's super important. Get into that intensity range. Then after that, you want to start ramping up volume as desire and tolerance to volume allows. And that's usually different for different body parts, different areas. Now, the next question is, how does training to failure fit into all that? So let's talk about that today. And I think I want to kick this off by talking about this common question that I get, which is volume versus intensity, which is more important. I think it's the wrong question to ask because in general, the difference between training to failure or not training to failure is pretty much just a rep or half a rep, right? It is the final repetition that you attempt, but you fail at. And training to failure has this mythical reputation Whereas the reality is, it's very much overblown. It is just an extra half a rep per set. I don't think it gives you quite as much as what a lot of people think it gives you. You can quite easily just do more work. So if you're sat there thinking, I disagree, you know, I'm a high volume advocate. I train with lots of volume. I take every set to failure. I think it's fantastic. Cool. Great. Glad you're getting results. But more than likely, based on what I've seen, it's the rest of what you're doing that's getting your results. It's the high volume training. It's that ability to really tap into the training. It's just training hard in general. The fact that you are doing that extra half rep at the end where you're going right the way to failure, it's probably not what's driving the majority of your gains. And I think it's time we started to recognize that there's nothing magical about failure. If you're a low volume advocate and you think, yes, this is part of my whole thing. I train low volume. And then I train to failure. Again, it's probably not the failure that's doing it. It's probably the fact that due to the low volume, you're able to add a lot of tension to your muscles by lifting a lot of weight. It's probably not that extra half rep that you're attempting. So the volume versus intensity discussion is typically seen as, should you do a lot of volume or should you do low volume and train to failure? Just because you train to failure, doesn't mean you're absolved of doing what it takes to actually progress. Avoid the trap of thinking that if you train to failure, it's okay to do one set. You've still got a workout to do. You've still got to put the work in. Volume versus intensity is the wrong question. You can train to failure with high volume or low volume, and it doesn't add as much as people think it does. Now, if we then discuss a bit about my thoughts on training past failure, you can probably guess what I feel about that. Yes, the last few reps are probably more effective. However, each rep is definitely a lot more stressful as well. And something that I just want to point out here is if you think there's something magical in not only going to failure, but extending those reps past failure, what you might end up doing is very much limiting your volume for some people myself included, if I train to failure and beyond, I can destroy myself on the first exercise of the day. It means I'm not able to get in the appropriate amount of volume that I need to grow, which actually overall across the week makes me lose gains. So again, nothing special about failure. And you can probably guess my thoughts about extending sets past failure. Nothing special about that either. And if it limits how much weight or how much volume you can use across the course of the week, 
you're really going to just hamper your gains. Just do more work. Last thing I want to say on this point is you guys probably are all aware that when you train to failure, what is supposed to happen is each of your muscle fibers gets activated with a heavy weight. They're all involved in the movement. And as the reps start to get close to failure, each of those muscle fibers start to tire out and drop out. And that's when your reps slow down until you eventually fail. You've all heard that textbook definition, right? I'm sure you have. Now, something that I've suspected for a long time is that when some people hit failure, it's not the muscle fibers that are failing. There are other systems involved in the body which may fail before your muscles. And that might be one of the key indicators about why some people need higher volumes and some people can get away with less. Something that I've thought for a long time is for some people, they don't have the joint integrity or tendon and ligament integrity to actually take their muscles all the way to failure with one set or low amounts of volume. So they need more work because what's actually failing is their ligaments, tendons, which are sending signals to the brain and causing disinhibition, which is causing pain and ends the set. I suspect it varies in different people. So that's another reason why there's nothing particularly special about failure. It's just a case of putting the work in. This is why I put a lot more emphasis on the total volume. With all that said, I want to just give you some rough guidelines for what I've seen over the course of my time training and coaching people. Firstly, I think whatever you decide about training to failure or not, progress over everything. I'm not anti-failure. I'm also not pro-failure. I don't put a great deal of emphasis on it. I place emphasis on progress, progress over everything. Don't get stuck in an ideology which is going to limit you. So don't get stuck in the ideology of, I must train to failure. Equally speaking, don't get stuck in the ideology of, don't train to failure. They are both equally limiting because it's just not that important. But roughly what I've seen over the years is this. People who have lighter bone structures, older lifters, injured lifters, and also females, they tend to do better with higher volumes. And I suspect it's for the reason that their joints and tendons don't have the necessary robustness to benefit from low volumes. Conversely, the most thickly built, so heavy wrists, younger also, and just generally more robust lifters, which also, by the way, will encapsulate most pro bodybuilders on the stage at the moment. Those guys tend to do better with less volumes, probably for the fact that their ligaments and tendons can do well by training to failure. Each set, which is taken to failure, will thoroughly exhaust their muscles. So that is my rough guideline based on what I've seen in the trenches over time. My main sort of message for this video is training to failure, it's really not that important. If you do, great. If you don't, whatever. But if you're making progress, it's probably down to other factors like the total volume you're doing, the focus, the just level of intensity which you're driving into your set. It's probably not the fact that you're doing or attempting that extra half a rep at the end. Folks, that's it for this one. I'll speak to you in the next one.